ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive. The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome in to, well, the show before the championship. How about that? Marshall victorious last night. Play in the CIT final. Welcome in. Paul Swan, your host for this April 3rd. It's Wednesday. Glad you're with us. We'll, uh, of course, break down what we saw last night. Marshall gets the victory over Hampton, 80-78. to And then Green Bay gets the victory over Texas Southern. So they'll be the opponent for the Thundering Herd. And, of course, if you're looking for tickets, don't forget, hop over to HerdZone.com, and you'll get your tickets. Hope there's a good crowd for this tomorrow. I thought there was a good crowd last night, 4,122. It was an energetic crowd again. I'll say this, as far as the energy in that building, this has been some of the better crowds. I don't know why that is. They've had some really nice, solid crowds this year, but the energy just seems to be pretty good here. Maybe it's because, again, there's sort of been a reshuffling of fans Some fans are able to attend those games and renew their season tickets, so they're going to see them in their favorite seat. They're going to be there. And then you've got some fans that maybe, for whatever reason, they can't come or they decided not to come. And so you've got a reshuffling of folks. And there's some people who are taking advantage of the opportunity. Hey, you know, I haven't had a chance to go to a Marshall game and and sit this close in a while. I'm going to go see the herd play. So you have some new faces and some different seats. Maybe it's a different energy there. Whatever the case may be, I thought it was pretty good. The crowd was into it the entire game. I loved it. The fact I really didn't see too many people leave last night early. You know that fan, the one that's got to beat that traffic. I know I kind of make fun of it sometimes, and for whatever reason, if you got to leave, you got to leave. But you see like this exodus. It's like they're hovering around the exits. They're slowly walking out, just keeping an eye on the action just to make sure that, okay, it's it's all right to leave. And then you'll see some hanging out by the exits. I really didn't see too much of that last night, and that was good because this one was a good game, gone down to the wire. And I know there's some talk about, hey, Marshall kind of uh, let them back in. Marshall kind of, you know, I don't want to say that they um, they got complacent. I don't think that's really what I'm looking for. But there were some runs back and forth. The game was tied nine times. The lead changed 13 times. And Hampton made it look interesting and several times. I thought that team battled really hard. Whatever you say about the quality of opponent that you perceive Marshall's been playing, all these teams, I'll give them credit. They have come into Huntington. They want to win. They want to play in this tournament. And as long as the basketball's been good and Marshall wants to be there, I'm all right with it. I'm not a big fan of these tournaments. I really am not. Because other than being a Marshall fan, you're not interested in this tournament. You're not going to tune in the CIT if Marshall's not in this thing. It's it's one of those where you can't even watch it very well unless you go stream it. Not everybody can stream it. And so it's just there, but at the same time, Marshall's been making something out of it. And you do get to a championship game, and you get a chance to win and play for something significant. Honestly, if Marshall wins, you got to feel good about the season because they were able to put it together, got into this tournament, won the thing, got a trophy. They can put up a banner. You see some guys that you've been following for a few years go out on a high note. You feel good about it, and you get to watch the game at home. That's the great thing about it is this has been Marshall's tournament. Marshall 
is almost hosting the entire tournament. Now, tomorrow it's going to be Green Bay, so we'll find out more about them tomorrow as uh, we get you caught up on the pregame. And I'll tell you again, programming note for those of you maybe uh, not familiar, we go on the air at 5.30 for a full hour previewing the matchup tomorrow between Marshall and Green Bay. And then Steve Cotton will take the air at 6.30. Tip-off is going to be a little bit after 7 o'clock. And if you can't go or you want to take your radio with you, you can tune in to it right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Also over on our sister station, 93.7 The Dog. So let's really talk about this game. Like I said, crowd was good. You saw, I thought, some good play from C.J. Burks and John Elmore in different halves. First of all, John Elmore had 28 points in this contest, and he really exploded mostly in the first half is when he got the majority of his points. Second half, I thought they did a pretty good job of shutting him down. But in that first half, he explodes. Marshall gets down, and then the technical's called, and then Marshall, guess what, just fires. And Elmore setting it up quite nicely for his uh, run, 28 points. He had five assists in that game. He had three turnovers. Now, in that second half, Elmore, they shut him down as far as the scoring is concerned. He didn't get that many points. Second half, though, C.J. Burks, you're like, where is he at? Well, here he is, 17 points for the game. He was 5 of 8 in that game, also had four assists. And then don't forget Jansen Williams. He was a factor, had 12 points. And I know Tavion didn't get double digits, but he had seven points. He was two of five, and he also pulled down four rebounds. He had an assist, had a couple of blocks. I thought those were huge. And you just go up and down the line, and you don't see maybe the double-digit scoring from everybody like you saw for Hampton. You look at Hampton, they had four guys in double-digit scoring, and they had a fifth guy, if he didn't foul out, Mitchell If Mitchell doesn't foul out, he's probably enjoying a double-digit night himself. So they almost had five guys in double-digit scoring. Marshall had three guys in double-digit scoring, of course. Uh, John Elmore putting uh, a lot of points on the board, and C.J. Burks right behind him as well. I thought those two were important. Elmore more so in the first half, C.J. Burks in the second half. I thought, really, one-two punch right back at it. Now, here's some of the numbers I kind of looked at, and I thought, this just doesn't make sense. If I didn't see this game and you handed me this box score and I didn't see the score, I would kind of wonder, did Marshall win? Points in the paint did not belong to Marshall. Hampton won that battle. Now, it's not by much. It was 26-24. But Marshall usually wins that battle to win the game. Points off turnovers, 11-7 in favor of Hampton. Okay. I don't know what's going on there. And, again, I'm not knowing the score. I'm looking at this box thinking, okay, um, Marshall didn't win that battle. Second chance points, Hampton had 15, Marshall 7. Fast break points, 9-6 to six in favor of Hampton. Marshall's bench did come out and produce. Okay, that's good. Who won the game? And you look at the numbers, and it's Marshall 80, Hampton 78. And you're thinking, wow, what did Marshall do to really offset that? First of all, How many turnovers did Hampton have last night? Three. Three turnovers. That's it for the entire game. That's crazy. I don't know too many basketball teams 
that go into a game and only have three turnovers. If you're telling me you had three turnovers and the other team had ten, I'm thinking you've won the game and nearly did. So give them credit. Hampton did throw up some desperation shots. They were 8 of 26 from the three-point line. Some of those were desperation, and I get it. If I was coaching this team, I probably would have yelled at them and said, no, go inside. There's a bucket there. Take the two. Take the two. For the game, they shot 28 of 75, and they were 14 of 16 from the free throw line. They're really good from the free throw line. You look at their numbers. First half, they were 7 of 9 from the free throw line. That's pretty good. Second half, they were 7 of 7. Solid performance. Good team. You get them to the line, they're going to score, and they're going to make their points that way. But they didn't get to the line as much in that second half than Marshall did because you look at Marshall's free throw shooting. Four of six in that first half. Four of six. Second half, they got way more opportunities than you know maybe Hampton would have liked them to had. Second half, they were 11 of 16. They hit a few more of those. This game might be an even bigger win for the Thundering Herd. For the contest, Marshall was 15 of 22. Now, I know there's not that much difference between 14 of 16 and 15 of 22, but if you make a few more of those, you've got a few more opportunities. And so they got to go to the line a lot. So I think that number, you circle that. That's what helped you win this game. Because really, I don't know if I subscribe to, again, that they, they let them in the game, they let them back in. This game was just a back-and-forth fun game. I enjoyed it. I know a couple people sitting up in my area, press row, they were kind of nervous a little bit. I'm like, it's good. They've got this. Johnny Buckets has got this. It's all good. And so Marshall gets the victory. Thundering Herd now will... Hopefully win the championship. If you're a Herd fan, you want that to happen tomorrow against Green Bay. I don't know too much about Green Bay other than they beat the team I thought was going to be in Huntington. They beat Texas Southern. So we'll talk about that game. Uh, We'll hear a little bit from Dan D'Antoni if we've got time. We're going to hear from John Elmore, C.J. Burks as well. And later on, we're going to turn our attention to baseball. David Kahn's joining us again for this season. He, of course, is the voice of the West Virginia Power. And we always chat with David once a week to talk about the power They're on the road opening it up. Baseball is back in the state of West Virginia, and we'll talk to David a little bit later on, coming up about 545 is when we'll talk to him. So that's what the show looks like. Hope you stick around. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Paul Swan. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Still to come, David Kahn, do you want to join me from the West Virginia Power? We're going to get you started for the season. If you like minor league baseball, well, it's back. You get an opportunity to see the Power next week, but uh, David's going to get the season started for us uh, there in action. He said he gets off the bus, I think, about now, so we'll talk to him in about 15, 20 minutes. And, uh, that's coming up on the program. And, of course, we will also hear a little bit later on, if we've got time, for John Elmore and C.J. Burks. Those guys last night, uh, once again, a dynamic duo in the win. It was good to see those guys. They were almost in rare form. Elmore in that first half, especially CJ in the second half, doing what he does. They get the victory over Hampton, advance to the championship game of the CIT, which will be hosted by Thundering Herd, and they'll play 
against Green Bay. It's coming up tomorrow. 7 o'clock is going to be tip time. Catch the game right here, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So last night, Dan D'Antoni gets another victory. I know he was kind of down in these tournaments a few years ago. He seems to be pretty good with it right now. And, of course, he was stressing throughout the postgame, hey, this is a one-and-done. This is a situation where you can't ease up, you can't take the foot off the accelerator. You've got to be out there, and you got to play to win because you don't get a second chance. It's one-and-done. You win, and you advance. You lose, and you're done. And here's Dan talking about the victory last night. They play a lot harder. They, you know, they're coaching. Of course, you get in tournaments, that's what happens. You know, they, everybody's playing hard, and you get your very best. And I think uh, their coaches did a nice job. They, they certainly played harder than the games I watched them. Uh, got some athletes and guys that can put it in the basket, although did a heck of a job defensively, 37 30%. It's really good. Uh, slowed down a little bit offensively in the second half for whatever reason, but you know we missed some critical things, free throws and uh, 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 lob plays that we usually don't miss, and didn't get the ball moving quite like I like. So hopefully we'll try to remedy that before the next game. But good win puts us in a championship game, and uh, I don't know has Marshall ever won a championship at the end of the season? Don't think so. So it's a good chance to set another first for these seniors. And you know, I'm looking forward to a great crowd. I really appreciate our crowd. Uh, they got me confused at the end of the game. They were so loud. So uh, thank you, because if I probably knew what I was doing, I'd have messed up. So I appreciate that and uh, appreciate your efforts. I hope you come out here Thursday and support these kids. Dan, was there a little comfort going into halftime when you guys played so well and John got real hot and then the second half a little bit of a low? I wasn't comfortable. I don't know what they were, but I, you know, we told them at halftime this game, they're not going to quit. You don't quit in tournament games, and uh, you know sometimes in seasons you get long, you get tired, and sometimes things don't go your way, and you, you let off the gas. But when it's one and done, very seldom does that happen. Very seldom. And uh, these kids were true to their coach and their school, and and played hard all the way through. And uh, thought we competed. We we got to make some free throws at the right time, and. Uh, you know, sometimes balls just bounce the wrong way. He had a rebound, and George and Jansen fumbled it out. And, you know, just that's the way basketball is. That's why, you know, coaches have short tenures and gray hair. <laughs> Galford, Hampton, Marrow comes in averaging 20, number two averages 20 points a game. Can you hold him to 15 in 40 minutes? Is that? Well, yeah, I, you know, that was good. I thought uh, Jared did a great job just dogging him the whole game. Of course, we switch a lot, so it takes a team. But I thought the, the best stats, 37-3 in shooting, and that's a team stat to where you're playing team defense. Uh, uh, heck, we out-rebounded them. What a, what a, what a, that's a, that's eye-opener. And we got nine rebounds. We actually got nine offensive rebounds. We had one and a half. So, you know what, it's just, that's why it's fun, you know. You just gotta enjoy it. coming out, being a part of it, getting to yell your lungs out or cry your heart out. One of the two, you know. You always feel better the next day. I do. So uh, thanks for the people who came, and I really appreciate our kids. You know, we we started this in August, playing in uh, the Bahamas. This has been like an NBA season, but our kids have held form. They come to practice every day. And, uh, they do the right things, and my many thanks for them for giving 
Marshall and coaching staff a great ride. Real quick turnaround now, Dan, for you guys. Yeah, I know. I don't know if I can get into bed that fast and get up. But, uh, uh, you know, they'll, they'll be ready. You know, John, them, and uh, CJ, they're, they'll, all, they'll all go and do what they have to do to be ready. We'll come out with a real light practice, shoot a little bit. And then, you know, I, there's not a whole lot that goes on now. If they don't know it now, we're in big trouble. We'll go over what they do a little bit. We'll get film, see who wins. Anybody know who won? Uh, they don't, they're just starting now. Yeah, that's good. I hope it lasts till tomorrow morning. But, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, it'll, it'll be who it is. We'll watch tape and have a few things that they do. But, again, most of this stuff's done. It's just up to John and CJ and Rondell and uh, Christian to get everybody together, make sure they're ready to play. And just play your hearts out, and whatever happens, happens. You know, I, you know, I can live with it. But I do like to win a championship, you know. I'm a... I'm not a sore loser, but I'm a hell of a winner. You know, I love that winning. So I'm going to fight like heck to win. You know, I don't like losing, but it ain't going to kill me. I got a house and a family, and we do the best we can. And But I, I sure like winning. Dan D'Antoni likes win. I like winning. We all like winning. That's Dan's comments from last night. And, by the way, again, uh, Green Bay won. So that's the opponent. Had to do it in a little extra time. So, yay if you're a Herd fan because you're sitting there thinking, yeah, you guys are going to be a little tired coming into Huntington. And, again, and here's the thing that I think needs to be addressed. Marshall did win a championship in the 40s. NAIB championship. It's now the NAIA. But Marshall did win a championship. And I know Dan's maybe made that mistake a couple of times, if you want to call it that. Uh I don't know if someone needs to, needs to pull him aside and say, Coach, uh, Marshall did win a championship, a postseason tournament championship. The banner's not hanging up in the Henderson Center. You need, I don't care if it's 40, 50 years ago, it's a championship that you won, you hang it up. Put that banner up. Now, it's nice that Marshall's got the championship banner for the Conference USA tournament last year. It's nice that they've got the banner to signify that they got into the NCAA second round. And that's great. I think you should have those things. Those things are cool. And then you got the NCAA tournament appearances, and that's all great. You need that stuff. But I think you need to put some other things back up as well. And I'm sure those are coming, and I'm not getting on anyone at Marshall, but they need to happen sooner than later because, again, there's, these are things that have happened in your history. Marshall has won a postseason tournament. Now, it's not relevant to anyone because nobody remembers it, knows about it, and I completely understand that when you talk to these kids, they don't know about it. They weren't around in the 40s, obviously. Only a few people I know were around back in those days. So the Thundering Herd, I think they need to truly appreciate their history, albeit limited postseason history. I mean, it's a very short, very limited postseason history. And, and there was a couple of quick runs. You know, the 80s, they had a, a couple of opportunities there to maybe uh, make a run or two. They had some opportunities there. And, of course, uh, back in the day, Dan D'Antoni, uh, he was part of a pretty special group as well. So the Thundering Herd has had some runs. This is the second most successful postseason tournament they've been in. 
And, of course, they won the NAIB championship. And that banner needs to go back up. It used to hang in Henderson Center. And of course, they reshuffled everything. They got the new scoreboard, and I appreciate that completely. But those banners, something to signify that needs to go back up. And I just want to make sure that every time I hear that, players – and I didn't correct Tavion Kinsey. Last night when I talked to him, I didn't correct him. I mean, because that wasn't the moment for me to go, hey, sorry to rain on your parade. Hey, congratulations. Oh, by the way, but you're wrong on that. Because I, I don't know if he would know such a thing. But hopefully, after Marshall wins on Thursday, you can put that CIT banner up, and you can also put that NAIB or NAIA, however you want to label it now, you put that banner up. Put those banners back up. That's my vent. We'll come back and hear from Elmore and Burks later on. David Kahn will join me from the West Virginia Power. He's on the road. We'll get a preview of what Power Baseball looks like in 2019 when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Still to come, David Kahn from the West Virginia Power will join me in a few short minutes to talk about the upcoming season. And we'll hear from him. We still haven't got that podcast launched yet, Swan and Khan. He'll bring that up. I'm just going to warn you right now. He's going to reference that, so just be prepared for that. Last night, Marshall gets the victory over Hampton, 80-78. to Good crowd, 4,000-plus, 4,122 to be exact. We're on hand to watch John Elmore have a great game that first half and then C.J. Burks do so in the second half. Uh, I've got their comments from last night's press conference. Pretty interesting to hear both of these guys. Uh, we're going to only be able to do this one more time, and that's going to be tomorrow night. One final press conference, possibly with these two guys, and uh, here's what they had to say. No, they played hard. Um, they're a tough team. They've kind of battled all year. Uh, we knew that coming in. They've got some really good scores. They can kind of score a volume. So uh, we knew it was going to be a battle, but I thought our guys competed. We had a couple lapses where they made runs, but Coach Freeze all the time. It's game of runs, so I'm glad we uh, had the little run at the end, the little flurry. Um, CJ hit big free throws to close the game, so great team win. On to the championship. On that one play, uh, Jared disrupted, and then obviously you found CJ ahead, right? Yeah, uh, Jared played great defense. Uh, that kid's one of the top scorers in the country, 25 a game. So uh, we were expecting him to get some buckets, but I thought Jared did a good job on him, especially at the end, uh, being physical with him, using his hands, knocking the ball away. Uh, CJ made a good run out, good play. So uh, just credit to our guys, made energy, uh, had a lot of energy, made big plays down the stretch. So uh, it's a way to battle tonight. CJ, when you got in late, was it your mindset to go to the hoop, either get to the line or, or get, get something inside? Uh, you know, I just try to do whatever um, whatever team needs, to, um, help my team out as much as possible. You know, uh, set out a great bit of the game. So see the team uh, need me in some area. So just try to go out there and just compete, just play as hard as I can and just try to give them the push. Place looked like January second instead of April second. At some point towards the end, you look around and said, "This many people are here," and then you could expect the same crowd Thursday night. I'm sure that pushed you guys in the end, didn't it? No, they were big. Uh, I remember one time it's funny you said that they were. Everybody was clapping. I was like, "Man, it's, it's rocking in here." So uh, that was a great atmosphere. Um, it's tough on teams when they come in and we pack this place up. It gets loud in here. It's a tough place to play. So uh, credit to the fans, but. We need everybody to come out again Thursday night. It's a bigger game. Um, it's going to be a tough opponent. And uh, so we're going to go back to the drawing board and prepare for that. But I think it should be an electric atmosphere and it'll be a lot of fun. And hopefully we can win a championship. You mentioned the championships. The first one 
Marshall's had a shot at since 1942. It's been 72 years since the school's been able to. So uh, since the school's been able to come back and go to a championship, what's it mean to be playing this late in the season and have a shot at another? Oh, uh, it's cool. It's a good feeling. Uh, a lot of guys on this team legitimately love and like playing basketball. So. Um, Going out here, lacing them up with these guys, playing under the lights, having the fans here, uh, playing real games. Um, I don't think you can beat it for the world. Uh, so we're going to go back to the drawing board, um, practice. Coach said a light day, but we'll probably get after a little bit, just um, scout up on the other team. But it should be a fun game. And anytime you're playing for a championship, try to cut down the nets and hang a banner. Uh, you should be pretty fired up. So hopefully the crowd comes out, and it'll be a good game. CJ, a little like the NCAA. Now you got you got a game, and then two nights from here you got another one. So it's quick turnaround. Yes, sir. Definitely is a quick turnaround. Tournament time. So uh, everybody just want to do the best they can. You know, get their bodies together and uh, get their mind focused. Can't uh, dwell on this game too much. Got another huge game that's way bigger than this one to come up. So everybody's just going to stay mentally prepared and try to get their bodies and best fit as can for the uh, for this next game. Your thoughts at the foul line? Last two, two to tie, two to go ahead, put them up. I mean, you know. Everybody's, you're a man. Right. Well, at that time, uh, I just know that we just need those two free throws. Uh, I practice free throws all the time. Everybody does. Coaches, coach, they stress, they 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 can't stress as as much as they can about how important free throws is. So I just try to go up there. You know, just main focus is just knock these pairs down, knock these two pairs down. John, that uh, <clears throat> Burrow stuff you had there in the first half. Got a little hot, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, it felt good. Uh, missed a couple down the stretch in the second half, but no, I mean, the shot felt good. It's um, what we practice. Coach puts me in great positions with the ball. Um, a couple times I shoot it, and most coaches would yell at me for pulling a shot like that, and he just kind of pats me on the back and says, you're going to hit the next one. So having that support and having guys around me that are okay with me just kind of playing my game and playing freely uh, makes me play better. So I'm lucky to be in this situation. And, and it was... But right after they, they went up 10, I guess, and then technical, mm -hmm. and then boom, just came at a good time. Yeah, um, as our job as seniors, CJ and I, myself, CJ myself, Rondell, Christian, um, we just got to kind of be the motors and attack. Um, we got to apply pressure at all times with that scoring, defense, uh, making plays, kicking out the guys. So I just tried to attack, took what they give me, to get, took what they gave me. Uh, they backed up on a couple and uh, hit them, a couple contestant ones I hit them, but uh, just got it through the rhythm of the game. John Elmore, C.J. Burks talking to the media last night. Thunderbring Herd victorious over Hampton, 80-78. to They will face off against Green Bay tomorrow night. Cam Henderson Center We go on the air 5.30 with college basketball today. Pre-game will go an hour, and then Steve Cotton will take you the rest of the way. Tip off 7 o'clock here, right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We've got David Kahn coming up on the other side of the break here on The Drive. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Well, that used to be true. This was The Drive with Paul Swan. But you know what happens during baseball season and a certain time of the week, it stops becoming The Drive with Paul Swan and uh, it becomes budget cuts do not allow production for this. Uh, the Swan and Con show David Kahn with me now from the West Virginia Power. Uh, are we actually going to talk about Power Baseball today, or are we just going to uh, go right off the bat and talk about everything else but? <laughs> we 
we probably should considering opening days tomorrow, but we, we can do whatever you want, Paul. You know, this is one of my favorite, favorite uh, weekly segments that we now get to do every week once again, because it is baseball season. Finally. Do you get that much love from Charleston radio? I mean, you're on with me probably more than you're on up there. You get that much love? Well, yeah. So there's a couple of the radio stations that I, that I get on with, um, a fair amount, you know, pretty like every week, just like you guys. But but I I do love coming on uh, with you all in Huntington, and and uh, we 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 certainly have the most laughs of anybody that I go on the air with. Yeah, I think so too. Because um, a, a long time ago, I decided this was just going to be me having fun, and so uh, that's why David's with us today because um, he actually is a funny guy and. Um, I still question his uh, choice of uh, university, but I'm not going to hold that against him. <laughs> there it is. There it is. How how they do this year? How how the wave do? Uh, well, they just fired Mike Dunleavy, so that wasn't good. Um, they lost their last 21 games, uh, 0 and 19 in conference. Uh, so you know, normal year. Hey, you know Marshall's playing for a championship tomorrow. A championship. Yes, in the NIT. No, 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 no. Or no, 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 the CBI. No, no. What? The CIT. The CIT. Uh, there's, too many, there's too many tournaments. There's not enough, sir. There's not enough. The CIT. No, there's too many. They're going to play Green Wait, Bay tomorrow. Green Bay, sir. Okay, well, I hope, I hope they beat Green Bay handily and take home a CIT title. They already got two trophies out of this tournament. They got an MVP trophy for John Elmore in the first round for the uh, Jim Feeling Classic, I believe it's how it's pronounced. And then they won the Jim Feeling Classic uh, because um, you don't know this, obviously, since there are so many tournaments. They have classics in the first uh, round, and they're named. No, after, I had no idea. Yeah, they're named after coaches. I don't know who they are, and I'm going to research oh, that. Oh, good. One. Yeah, so fantastic. But they got a trophy. They've already got a trophy out of this tournament and is shooting for. Well, more. I will. I will say John Elmore deserves all the trophies he gets and more. What a phenomenal player that guy is. I mean, goodness gracious. You think he could play baseball after the basketball's over? You think he's got it? He could do a Jordan? I think he could do whatever he wants to do. I mean, he is that good. Uh, I, I have, you know, seen tons of highlights and, and different stats pop up about him over the last couple of months, and, and what he's been able to do at Marshall is, is it's pretty un- unreal. David Kahn's our guest from the West Virginia Power. All right, uh, we need to get serious here because uh, opening day, Power Baseball. I almost said Pirates, but they're not a thing anymore. I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) I got to say Seattle. Seattle. Yes. It uh, it doesn't roll off the tongue as quickly as uh, Pirates does. But, yeah, no, uh, we're really excited. The team actually, uh, along with myself, just got to Greenville, South Carolina about 20 minutes ago. Uh, so we are here. We are ready. Uh, the the team will start uh, playing real games tomorrow. Uh, had a light practice this morning. We have a very, very talented roster uh, starting off on opening day. Four of the Mariners' top 30 prospects with us, including three in the top 10, uh, one of which is our opening day starter tomorrow, Logan Gilbert, who will be making his professional debut, actually, with us. Uh, because he spent all of last year on the injured list. Um, so he uh, he will be the opening day guy tomorrow for us. Uh, we also have uh, number two prospect and the, the one that everyone's been hearing about, Jared Kelnick, 
who was the Mets' first, or first round pick last year, and the Mariners traded for him in the Robinson Cano deal. And then really the, one of the other standouts on this roster is Julio Rodriguez, who is a Dominican uh, really phenom, but hasn't played stateside yet besides, you know, being in spring training. But he got big league at bats this spring. And, I mean, Paul, I, I've watched the, both of these kids hit, and I watched Logan pitch a little bit on Sunday. I mean, they have some electric stuff. And I think that power fans are going to be in line for some really, really fun games when they when the team does come back to uh, Appalachian Power Park next week. Was it just luck of the draw, or was there a conscious effort from the uh, the, the parent club to make sure that this first go-around in Charleston with this new team, this new league that they've been trying to get into, that they made sure that you had a really good representation of what the franchise and what the organization is all about? You know, that's a great question, and I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, the Mariners are rebuilding. Uh, that's, that's a very common theme that everyone has been aware of based on all the moves that Jerry DePoto and Andy McKay have been making. Um, the, there's been a lot of talk about the young guys in the system, and the Mariners are not really guys that push a lot of players quickly to the big league. They want to develop them. The Mariners want to have a very solid foundation for five years down the road, 10 years down the road to be a consistent winning team. Now, granted, they've started seven and one this year. So whatever they're doing is working and whatever they're doing is just hitting home run after home run after home run. So whatever, but they want to have a consistent winning franchise in the next five to 10 years. And the guys that are in West Virginia right now are going to be big pieces of that. That's why they traded for them. That's why they drafted them. So I think us joining the Mariners farm system was really luck of the draw on our part because we get to experience these guys at the level they're supposed to be at right now. Now, the Mariners are certainly testing a lot of these guys, you know, throwing Julio Rodriguez stateside for the first time, uh, bringing up Logan Gilbert to make his professional debut after not pitching. And we have a couple of guys that really have done that. One of our relievers, Brian Paul out of Michigan, he actually hasn't pitched in two years uh, because he's been rehabbing for Tommy John surgery. And instead of sticking him in the Arizona League, they said, nope, he's ready. Put him in West Virginia. Um, So we've got a lot of guys that are going to be you know, they have a lot of potential, and I think the Mariners want to see how they develop in this system and how they develop in full-season ball. So I think we're actually going to have a lot of these guys for a lot of the year because it's going to be a big development year for most of this team. David Kahn, our guest, voice of the West Virginia Power. The season's opening up, Power back in action for the 2019 season. So we know some of the things that have stayed the same. You get to hear the same voice on the radio, David Kahn. It's still Appalachian Power Park. It's still the West Virginia Power. What's different about the Power Baseball with the new affiliation? So with the 15th season of Power Baseball, we really tried to bring a lot of things full full circle over the last uh, over this season. Uh, obviously, we have the All Star Game coming up this year, June 18th. So many festivities that are going on for that. I mean, there, there's a million and one things we're doing. It's going to be an absolutely phenomenal three days. Um, you know, with the new affiliation specifically, there's not really a whole lot of differences besides the fact that you'll see Mariners stuff everywhere. Uh, we have new merchandise uh, in the store that kind of reflects a little bit of the Mariners heritage. We're doing some Mariners type promotions, including opening opening weekend. We're actually doing a Welcome to Seattle night uh, where we are giving away a poster that has some of the Seattle's most famous players, including people that used to be with the power or with the Wheelers, like Dan Wilson is on that poster. He was a Charleston Wheeler. Hunter Strickland used to play with the West Virginia Power. He's now on the Mariners. Um, you know, so, and Tito Polo, same thing. 
So there's guys like that that we're, we're trying to bring everything full circle from the last 15 years since we became the West Virginia Power in 2005. Um, we've also a lot of, added a lot of hospitality uh, amenities to the ballpark. We've got uh, a brand-new backyard patio uh, that Lowe's has actually helped put us in down the left field line at the end of the picnic garden. Uh, it's got some plush furniture, really nice atmosphere. Uh, we've rebranded the party deck to the Bud Light party deck, so we'll now have Bud Light back at the ballpark and flowing freely. Uh, when the party deck is open, and we uh, we actually now have a brand new uh, performance stage that Budweiser is helping us build behind home plate, where we're going to have tons of concerts and performing artists there all the way throughout the year. We're doing a whole summer concert series this summer to have all the different kinds of West Virginia talent come out and you know show us what they got. So there's so many different things we're doing. We're we're really trying to encapsulate the last 15 years into one incredible season. And show these fans that, hey, you know, we may be a new affiliation, but all you, all the stuff that you've loved over the last 15 years is still here. And we're really just trying to bring it all together and just, you know, blow this year out. I'm kind of curious. And, of course, you're going to tell me um, you're going to tell me the honest truth. I know you will. Uh, what's the yeah. reception been from the fan base? Uh, has there been that? Um, let's wait or see. Or, hey, you know what? I don't care what the affiliation is. It's just West Virginia Power Baseball. I want to come out and see a game on a on a Tuesday night or something. You know, I that's it's another it's a really great question on your part, but I think it's actually shifted. It started when we first announced we're the Mariners. People were like, "What the Mariners? Like they're out west? Like what are you what are you doing? Like why are you doing that?" Um, and and I think over time people have realized as we've kind of put out the the messaging and and put out the way we're doing our things this year, people are like, "But still the West Virginia Power? Like you know, yes." We may be the uh, we may be with the Seattle Mariners, not the Pirates, but we're still the same team. We're at the same ballpark. You know, you're going to get a whole new crop of players no matter what. So at the end of the day, you really don't need to be, um, you know, you don't need to be, you know, thinking anything different of this team just because we're not Pirates affiliate. We're a Mariners affiliate now. So I think over time, people have started to accept and understand how this works and, and why the change was made in the way it was. Cause we really didn't have a whole lot of decision in that change. It was more of Pittsburgh decided they were going to go somewhere else and we needed a new affiliate and Seattle presented the best opportunity. So we went with them. And I think fans have started to realize that over time as we've kind of talked to them about it and we've kind of put out the right messaging about the transition. And once they've seen all the new stuff that we're doing this year and all of the revamps that we've done to the ballpark, I think fans have just gotten more and more excited. And now that baseball season is here, I think everyone's just ready to go and get back to the ballpark. David Kahn, our guest from the West Virginia Power. Before uh, I let you go, because uh, we're about out of time, fans who want to follow the Power, listen to the broadcast, everything they need to know, um, where do they go this year? Yeah, so let's tune in to us once again on the Jock, 1300, 1340 AM, or on TuneIn Radio. You can search uh, West Virginia Power Baseball Network on TuneIn, and you'll find us there. Or go to our website, wvpower.com. There's a link there. Uh, all our promotions, our full schedule, you can buy group packages, season tickets, all-star game tickets, Paul, are on sale, $11 online only. They are on sale for box seats. If you go online to our tickets page, you'll see a special link for the all-star game on our single game ticket site, and you'll be able to buy all-star game tickets for $11 right now online only, and you'll get box seats, and you'll be able to see the Midsummer Classic. So we've got a lot of really exciting things to share with the fans as the season goes along, and you know, we're certainly really excited to get get going again for year number 15 as the power. 
David Akon, our guest from the West Virginia Power. We'll do it again next week, and eventually we're going to make our schedule work so that podcast, um, we can get that going, you, you know. Yes, yes. Swan and Con is alive, but we do have a West Virginia Power podcast that just came out today, Expanding the Grid. We talked with Rod Blackstone, the Toastman, uh, about his time uh, being the Toastman for the last 30 years. So be sure to go on. That's on everywhere you can get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google, Spotify, whatever you have it. Go on there, check that out. But Swan and Con coming soon. I think that should be the podcast right there, Being the Toastman. I'd listen to that every week. That's that's basically that's basically what it was this first week. Rod Rod shared some incredible stories. All right, I'm listening to that. David Kahn, our guest. Right. Have a fun call tomorrow and we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, Paul. Look forward to it. David Kahn, West Virginia Power. WVPower.com is where you need to go. That's going to do it for this edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Talk to you tomorrow for Herd Basketball. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington. This is your radio home for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.